Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode here on the 5571 podcast. Um, I'm joined today by Mondo from Five Buyers YouTube, and today we're going to talk about a few topics, not only the 5571 news, but our Main Street topic today, going over um, the return of the Magic, ha Magic Happens Parade, excuse me, over um, at Disneyland Resort, and kind of what that means to the community. Um, but welcome back, Mondo. It's been a few episodes since you've been on. Glad to be back. We got a lot to talk about today. <laughs> I know, a lot to talk about. First, of course, we'll start off with the 5571 news segment, just getting right into it. Of course, Super Nintendo World has officially opened to the public now at Universal Studios Hollywood as of February 17th and had its grand opening and a star-studded premiere with Chris Pratt, Brie Larson, and the creator of the wildly successful Super Mario Brothers video game uh, that inspired the whole land himself, Shigeru Mirayo. Miyamoto, sorry, I said that wrong. <laughs> um, he was not only at the red carpet premiere, but he also came back for the grand opening ceremony. And he looked super excited every single time to see Super Nintendo World come to life. It must be so crazy to see his vision just like come into reality, right? Like he, he, he's the mastermind behind Donkey Kong, Mario, The Legend of Zelda, like basically every major franchise that like keep people coming back to Nintendo is like, he's the brainchild of that. So it's just weird to think all of these imaginations came to life, like digitally through the video games and then in the merch and, you know, stuff like that. But now a land at a theme park for kids to enjoy for the future. It's just insane. Yeah. And uh, did you have a chance to meet Shigeru when you were there, Mondo? I didn't like actually meet him or introduce myself, but uh, when he was on the red carpet, we had a chance to like talk to him for a split second. Uh, me and Peter from Ordinary Adventures, we had a, we were just freaking out of like our childhood, literally just on this red carpet, five feet away. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it was really cool because uh, from the little interactions that I got with him, I felt like he's just a big kid. Just a big kid living in the in in the world of Super Nintendo. I know, I know. He's definitely young at heart, right? In his seventies, and he's yeah, just a he, kid. He has a young spirit for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, being that uh, you were lucky enough to attend not only the red carpet premiere uh, the day before, but the actual grand opening ceremony as well too. Um, what would would you say that the hype is still real for Super Nintendo World? Oh, super real. Uh, Friday, which was the grand opening, sold out as general admission at Universal Studios Hollywood. And the same thing happened on Saturday. Uh, early Express or Early Access is something that's now being sold from like 20 to $25 to enter the land an hour before the general public. Uh, so it's like an early entry in a Super Nintendo world. That has sold out for like a week, maybe even more now. The last time I checked, it was sold out for like nine days. Yeah, yeah, we had talked about that on a previous episode and update too. Um, so it's going to be from what I saw, it was $20 for early access during the week. And then uh, on the weekends, which includes Friday, um, it's going to be $25 uh, for that early access. It's just one hour early access from eight to is it set eight to nine, right? Yeah, it just depends on uh, mm -hmm. what day. But yeah, they've been opening up at 8 a lot lately. So yeah, 8 to 9. And then um, and it also includes a one-time use express for the uh, studio tour, which is a great way for Universal to get all those people out of the land that were there for early entry. But I would say um, 
you know, a lot of people are reusing their early entry Mondo to kind of head straight to the ride. But I feel like with a single rider and even throughout the day, mostly like the most I saw just looking at the, the app throughout the day, the, the line got to like 120 minutes, which to honestly isn't that bad, especially since there's so much to look at in the queue itself. And the queue itself is kind of like an attraction. I would say if you are doing that early entry, Go straight to Toadstool Cafe, get your name on a return time, and then spend that hour doing the power-up band activities if that's what you're going to be doing in the land. Because throughout the day, those are going to have long waits and they don't move. So, <laughs> that, it's so it's it's so crazy you say that because you would think go to the ride first, but uh, Toadstool Cafe is really the number one attraction because <laughs> that's the one that sells out and. Uh, Toasto Cafe, you could get a return time that could be like three hours away, four hours away for all you know. Like how it just depends on how crazy the day gets at Super Nintendo World. But doing the power band games at, at an ease of an early entry is beneficial because uh, at that point you just have the ride left. And, and like you said, if the ride's only an hour, hour and a half, you, you actually get to enjoy the queue because there's a lot to look at. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's the strategy. If you're doing that early entry, I mean, might as well, right, for just $20, um, you'll have that access to get your return time for Toadstool Cafe, um, play throughout the land in different power-up band areas, uh, maybe even participate in the Baby Bowser Challenge um, as part of that whole power-up band experience, um, which really later on throughout the day, as people start to get their return times, if, if the land goes to a virtual queue, it's really just going to be a hard thing. So definitely take those tips and and do that with it. But I'm glad Super Nintendo World's now officially open and available for everyone to just kind of head into. And like I mentioned just a second ago, um, if it is a more crowded day, which lately now it's kind of been every single day since it just opened, they're going to be resorting to a virtual queue. But if it's not needed, they won't. You can actually just walk in um, yeah, as you as you would wish, right, into Super Nintendo World. But lately, it's it's reached capacity, so they have to do a return time to come back to the land. And then also, in addition to that, Toadstool Cafe has its own return time. So just definitely check with the team members at Universal and check the app if you are going on your specific day to see what you need to do to access the land. But uh, for our next new segment, moving over to Disneyland Resort, um, of course, Part of our Main Street topic today is the Magic Happen Parade will return back to Disneyland Park this Friday, February 24th. Um, and it's looking like rain in the forecast, so that's not, not a good thing. Hopefully that changes. I know our weather changes pretty regularly on all the weather apps, so hopefully it gets pushed back a day. Or maybe it rains sooner and doesn't rain on the actual day of, uh, of the parade returning. Um, but we'll get more into that topic um, in just a little bit. Uh, but also at Design Resort, um, Disney California Adventure Park is celebrating the release of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania with a few different offerings available inside Avengers Campus. You can get the, um, the Orb Sipper over at the Pim Test Kitchen um, with an exclusive drink that is non-alcoholic. So it's nice that the Sipper includes uh, an exclusive drink um, it's like a cherry ooze drink, kind of a sour cherry flavor available exclusively at uh, Pim Test Kitchen for $27 plus tax. Um, and you can also meet Kang the Conqueror uh, at Avengers Campus. But like I could, like Mondo can tell you too, it's kind of hard with the Avengers Campus characters because you never really know when they're coming. Um, we know There's that they- There's those times when they're going to be out. You, you literally have no idea. 
Yeah, you have no idea. You can kind of ask, and hopefully maybe you get someone that can tell you. Um, on the day that we went, which was the first day he was scheduled to come out, he started coming out around 2 p.m. and then came out around every hour um, after that throughout the day until about like 5, 6 o'clock. So, um, and, and note that area. He, he literally was around the whole campus from Mission Breakout to uh... – like almost by Carsland area. Right, right. So yeah, we have no also end date for when this stops happening. Um, it did start just this last Friday, uh, February 17th on the premiere weekend of the movie. And um, it's just going to be for a limited time. They didn't really say. In the past, Mondo, it's been like, what, two or three weeks typically for some of these special release characters? Yeah, it, I could see it be a two-week thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I almost feel like I wouldn't doubt it's a two-week thing because it just kind of coincides with the movie, you know, hype and release of it all. Yeah, and, and without releasing too much as far as spoilers are concerned, uh, Kang the Conqueror is the next supervillain in the this current phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So kind of unique and cool that we get to have a supervillain walking around the the land because we haven't had a thanos walking around right in the past yeah. so <laughs> we are going to have the the biggest uh, villain we've had too yeah this is a, a huge villain to have at avengers campus so maybe because of his status in this current phase of the marvel cinematic universe we see him stick around a little bit longer in avengers campus or maybe come back you know as different movies come out that he's relevant and a part of um, but um, we do get to look forward to one day, right? Having Thanos in the land at his own attraction, King Thanos. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing I still am surprised about, Danny, is how they're going to swing back to King Thanos at some point. I, I don't know. Is King Thanos going to be part of the MCU formula again down the line? Because uh, you would think... Kang is the future. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, we'll yeah. I mean, at least for this phase, that's that's the supervillain. Uh, it could be, you know, the storyline of the King Thanos attraction coming to Avengers Campus um, is going to be centered around, you know, a different multiverse, a different uh, universe where Thanos didn't lose and he won. So that's kind of the storyline of the attraction. So Maybe, maybe we have, maybe that's when they debut Mondo finally having a Thanos walking around is when yeah. that ride. <laughs> yeah, and then at that point, it'll be King Thanos walking around. I know, with his throne and everything. Wow. But uh, as far as other Disneyland Resort news, um, we have the Food and Wine Festival returning to Disney California Adventure Park starting March 3rd. As I mentioned in previous episodes, uh, we still have available options for the uh, mixology classes, the wine tastings, the beer tastings and all that. So if that's something that you're interested in booking, you can book those on the California Food and Wine Festival website. Um, time slots are filling up. So check those out if you're interested in doing those. And then additionally, um, I wanted to bring up uh, some more news at Disneyland as far as uh, in Adventureland. We kind of got a, a look a little bit as to maybe why Indiana Jones had to stay closed for so long or maybe closed way earlier than longer than what it needed to, right? Um, you know, we knew the attraction needed some desperate love and some some def definite renovations and refurbishment. Uh, but when I was there visiting the resort this past weekend, I noticed that uh, a lot of the construction for the Adventureland Treehouse had actually bled into the exterior queue for what would be Indiana Jones exterior uh, queue area. So, um, you know, it, it makes sense as to why it's closed now because uh, when you get a look at it, Mondo, like the all the 
like the scaffolding and the stuff kind of spread outward into like where you'd be walking for for the indiana jones queue so it makes sense as to why they closed it for so long because they're probably whatever they're working on in the tree they needed to have that space right there so yeah yeah, it it all makes they're all kind of tying it in together not really quite sure kind of what it's going to look like just yet but um we know that indiana jones reopens in the spring but the spring time goes all the way until june um, and potentially could even last longer than that, right? Mondo, we we are not unfamiliar with an attraction that said it's going to reopen in June, aka Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage. <laughs> yeah. That, that <laughs> or I mean that said spring, sorry. <laughs> longest winter ever. Yeah. It said winter and then it switched to spring. And then we never we never knew what spring was, and spring went all the way until June, just like this year. So <laughs> <laughs> but man, man. So anyways, that wraps up our news segment of the 5571 uh, news. And then we'll head now to our Main Street topic, which we did touch briefly. The Magic Happens Parade uh, is coming back to the Design Resort. Obviously, they announced that a long time ago. And we've just been looking forward to this date once we found out what it was. And I feel like um, we wanted to talk a little bit about kind of what that meant um, as like to a community uh, of theme park fans and creators in the space. Um, I know for, for Mondo and I, um, some of the last things that we did inside Disneyland before the park shut down and, and really everything changed about the way we visit Disneyland um, was the Magic Happens Parade. You know, it was the final weeks. I think it debuted on February 28th um, last, uh, last or in 2020, which is uh, when, 28th or 26th. I can't remember exactly what day it was. Um, but that it was only a on parade route for two and a half, three weeks. And then the parade uh, and the park shut down and, and magic happens was retired kind of quietly. And Disney really never said anything about it. And when the parks returned, we, you know, had a whole season and a half and didn't hear really anything about it ever coming back. We never knew if it was coming back. Um, you know, I, I think it's sad that they spent so much money on a parade and, and no one got to see it. Uh, yeah. But like, I know that when the parade debuted, Mondo, um, would you say it's definitely your top parade at Disneyland or one of the top parades? Uh, it's for sure my top parade. <laughs> Without a doubt. It, yeah. It, it has a lot of old and new and it blends it really well. The song that we hear from beginning to end is a lot of fun and the floats were beautiful and the fact that they transition into like a nighttime experience as well uh this parade's amazing it's amazing so not all the people because i feel like sometimes parades are like a date you have to be there early to see them uh i feel like people could come after work and still catch the parade you know and and i feel like it's a big deal because uh the fact that it has a nighttime experience because like paint the night that's a nighttime double whammy you only get it at night and uh sensational i feel like that that was just like a early thing like I, I, sensational didn't have a night a night time right yeah i mean if they had two parade showings there um the second showing depending on the time of the year was always like in the evening right so there could have been a time when the sun was going down but yeah it wasn't really like a parade that was super highlighted at nighttime as like uh the magic happens parade definitely is yeah or even like the christmas fantasy parade too that that takes on a whole new kind of design and look when you're watching it at night versus the daytime yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be great to see um, Parade Entertainment coming back to Disneyland. Prior to um, this Magic Happens Parade coming back, we've really only had cavalcades, um, you know, ever since Disneyland opened. And um, it's been a little bit of a point of contention, right? You know, people had such a, this great Disneyland experience in, in 2019 and 2020. And then the park shut down for the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, completely out of Disney's control. But when things started to return, you know, there were restrictions in place that Disney had to abide by. But as those restrictions lifted, the restrictions for guests really didn't um, lift with it, including the offerings that they were being given as a paying guest, you know, prices increased, um, you know, everything started to cost more money. Uh, Fast passes cost more money. Everything about visiting Disneyland changed and there was less things being offered, including entertainment. We didn't have fireworks just quite yet. Um, that the return of fireworks in and of themselves was also something that was, you know, a whole event. Um, and then we had, you know, nighttime spectaculars come back with its own events on the weekend, specifically with, with fireworks and the Main Street Electrical Parade, but no word yet on the Magic Happens Parade, which only a few amount of guests got to see for those couple of weeks in 2020 before the park shut down. Um, so it's nice to be back at a time where Disneyland's going to be offering the full amount of entertainment and experience, really providing that value that makes spending all the money going to Disneyland worth the money. You have not only the attractions and the entertainment in the atmosphere around, but you have two parade showings throughout the day. You have a nighttime spectacular, two nighttime spectaculars. Actually, you got Fantasmic and the fireworks show. Um, just really up entertainment out there you know, up the wazoo for Disneyland, just everywhere you want, there's entertainment. And that's really how it should be. Uh, and it's finally going to be coming back to Disneyland once again, with Magic Happens returning this week. And I feel like the parade is really something that's been missing. I mean, we had it, of course, during the Christmas fantasy parade for Disneyland uh, during the, the Christmas season. Uh, but it's really awesome how much it really does help uh, when it comes to like the rides. Um, it, it really takes so much of the crowds away from the rides and lets the attractions kind of breathe a little bit, have, yeah. you know, some more, more, uh, shorter wait times and also more availability. If you're just wanting to grab Genie Plus and just bomb it on the rides all day long, just go from one ride to the other. And you don't really care about parades. Um, having this, like these grand parades, like magic happens really helps you out as a person if that's the kind of person that you like to be as far as your day at disneyland because you'll have two different points throughout the day where people are waiting hours before the parade starts just to get that perfect spot and uh and they're not going to be waiting in lines with the track for attractions or going to quick service restaurants or waiting as walk-ups to a, a, a table service restaurant they're going to be trying to get some quick food waiting on a parade route <laughs> for mm -hmm. the magic happens parade uh, but specifically, uh, taking a, a step back a little bit on this, Mondo. So you and I both were able to experience the parade many, many times, uh, fortunately enough, uh, before it left in those few weeks that it was here. Um, what does the, the Magic Happens Parade mean to you specifically coming back? Is it like a full circle moment? I know, you know, we started Speculation Sunday on your channel during the pandemic, during the shutdown. And the Magic Happens soundtrack was a big part of that. <laughs> yeah. To me, it's just going to bring a lot of happiness again. Not saying that Disneyland doesn't bring happiness already, but just the fact that, like, the moment we were when Magic Happens debuted and then all the 
tribulations everyone's gone through just worldwide from magic happens till now uh it, it really feels full circle of of like we made it back you know like we're we're, we're back where where it all they all kind of left off uh from the from the theme park world is what i'm talking about um i'm very excited for magic happens and 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 just hearing the soundtrack again in the park is going to be a lot of fun and, and i feel like the actors who are going to partake in magic happens like they're going to be the most hyped ever because <laughs> it's just like it's back it, it's all back and i think magic happens is that final touch to the disney 100 celebration uh because disney is going at full strength now with parade characters throughout the day you got Fantasmic running two shows, Wondrous Journey. Uh, recently, they also put up the, we don't talk about Bruno projections at Small World again. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Tell of a Lion King, like the longest running show is still going at Disneyland as well. Uh, we just need we just need the final touch being uh, Toontown. <laughs> so, I know, yeah. I know, and and I feel like too, um, you know, the, it's it's so funny how everything kind of works out right with the Magic Happens Parade. You know, it was supposed to debut and stick around with us starting since 2020, but of course the park's not being open and other things just kind of pushed it back. But it almost uh, really works, right? It works so well as being part of the Disney 100 celebration. I mean, even that opening float and the characters' outfits just work well with kind of the whole theme and look of the Disney 100 celebration. And, uh, and and truly, it's like it's always meant to be there. You know, Disney 100 really celebrates the the history, um, especially of the animated movies uh, of the Walt Disney Company in the past 100 years. And and like Mondo mentioned earlier, um, this parade talks not only showcases the the new but the old. So mm. you've got you've got a sword in the stone uh, in this parade. You have uh, Sleeping Beauty. You know the 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 fairies as well as uh, Aurora and uh, Prince Philip. Um, you've got Princess and the Frog, you have Coco, you have Frozen, you have Moana. So there's a lot of everything kind of showcased in this parade uh, with big grand, you know, parade floats and an epic soundtrack that really gets everyone moving. Uh, and it's really been a while, like, like uh, we mentioned, since Disney's had something like this. Uh, the Christmas Fantasy Parade, of course, is a grand and amazing parade, uh, but it's been around for quite a long time, it's had many different versions. Um, but really, there hasn't been a big change to Disneyland's just like normal standard daily parade in a while. We had Sensational Parade um, and Pixar Play Parade, and they kind of like stuck around for a little too long. And we're, and we're really kind of like temporary parades, if that even, they kind of even revitalized a uh, sensational parade and kind of brought it back with some like additional floats from Tokyo um, and, and really tried to make it kind of an extended thing that that parade re originally debuted in 2011. Um, and it was, wow. it's been a long time. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a long been time. Parade in forever. I know. And, and even then sensational, I mean, a parts of the float have stuck around with the cavalcade, but really it'll, it'll be nice to have uh, this offering. And like Mondo said, it, it is a full circle moment. Um, you know, the parade does kind of mark a return kind of back to where we were, right? Like we got everything back for the most part that we, that was taken away um, once the parks closed um, with the exception of, of this. Um, we didn't really lose paint the night parade with 
the the pandemic that already stopped but yeah we yeah that, that already had stopped but specifically like magic happens wasn't going to stop it just stopped because the park shut down so you know this was kind of the last remaining thing that we had kind of in the works that hadn't returned that we didn't know like is it ever returning is it coming back are they going to redo it are they going to retool it we saw parts of the floats show up in other other countries too we saw um some of the characters from the coco segment show up in like shanghai or hong kong disneyland um we don't even know if that part's coming back to our parade maybe it does or doesn't the albrije we don't know if if that's going to be you know back again <laughs> in our parade but paint the night for as successful as it was i'm shocked it's just not a that's the parade that runs for like 20 years you know I know it's crazy to think that. Yeah. I I mean, there's so many rumors surrounding paint the night as to why it can't come back or hasn't come back. You know, the parade gets worked out. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, it's only speculation, right? We don't really know, but hopefully they can work out an option to bring that parade back. We got the electrical parade coming back a million times. (laughs) Let's get the paint the night parade to come back. I do think though, if paint the night came back, with magic happens running at, at Disneyland, it's the perfect Disney 100. It's like you got paint the night, world of color, food and wine, all sorts of stuff happening at DCA, and who knows what to, comes in summertime. And then just Disney 100, just running all year long at Disneyland. Uh, the theme park is just running on all cylinders. Like they're just fired. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I agree. And uh, for the next part of this segment, Mondo, um, I put like a little kind of possible Q&A segment together for what people um, have been asking me or just what I think they might want to know. So as far as um, magic happens, right? Obviously, this week um, is the debut week for uh, the parade, right? We know it debuts on Friday, but there's a a big chance that it could potentially, uh, you know, showcase early. Uh, We have some cast member uh previews as well on the horizon too this week so um it could surprise come at any day um but the official debut is friday but a lot of people are wondering um what showtime is in your opinion is better to watch it in um whether that's the first showing or the second showing it's tough to say i i I would honestly say the first showing is better The, the the earlier I could watch it, the better, because that second show it just gets crazier and crazier, busy wise. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree with that one. Um, it it definitely takes on a whole new life at night. Like we mentioned, the parades floats themselves kind of um, have some really great night aspects to them. Um, each one of them really, um, but they also are are amazing to look at during the day too. So there's um, there's definitely benefits to either one. Um, you're definitely going to have an easier time probably watching um, the first showing rather than the second showing. Um, just typically in general, Disneyland Park tends to get more crowded in the evening, uh, whether that's people get off work uh, that are local that come to Disney or people just come later in the day. They have other things to do during the day. Um, so, you know, a 3 p.m. showing typically is like what we see for the first one. Three-ish time frame, 3.30 time frame. Um, that's typically like before some people arrive for the evening. So yeah. it might be, it might be a little bit easier to catch that one. Um, you've got great viewing for the parade, basically anywhere on the parade route, but I'd say the easiest spot to, to get a, a you know, spot for the parade would be in town square. 
like right where the train station's at over on that side or also um, over by the It's a Small World uh, attraction. A lot of people forget to watch it over there. Um, and typically that's where the parade starts for the first showing, right? It's going to yep. start at It's a Small World and then it's going to go to Main Street. And then the second showing is going to be from Main Street headed back to It's a Small World. So, um, and then the other uh, potential question I thought uh, about that people might have about the parade motto is, um, do you think the dining packages that are available at the Plaza Inn um, are going to be a good option? I know you have that lined up for opening day um, and you're probably going to showcase that. But in your opinion, do you think um, it's a good it's a good option for people? I think it is. It's for the second showing. So I feel like you, you have to consider that you want to be there late. Um, to me, I think it's a good idea. You get dinner, you get magic happens viewing i'm guessing it's over there by the railroad that's where that's where they put all the dining packages uh i i, I feel like it is going to be worth it uh because it's plaza in too and i feel like plaza in i rarely hear people ever say bad things about any dining package plaza in related yeah no i agree that the food offerings are are pretty are, are amazing at plaza in and there's um you got something for everyone right you got pasta you got chicken you have all kinds of stuff so there's definitely uh, things for everyone there. And I feel like it's going to be, uh, you know, like Mondo said, a, a, a pretty good way of kind of securing a spot, right? You're not going to have like a guaranteed seat like you would for like a World of Color dessert party, um, but you're going to get a spot guaranteed that you're not going to have to line up for because in this first week, we're going to see people lining up probably right at park opening <laughs> like yeah. not even joking no people are gonna walk in at eight or nine whatever time they open and sit on main street yeah <laughs> that's what's gonna They're... that's what happened for the original magic happens yeah i mean there's a lot of hype behind the parade um and, and i wouldn't say it's gonna last all summer or all year rather um so it's definitely gonna be um kind of hard to experience um like on main street or kind of some of those high areas high traffic areas um, when it first debuts, but uh, it is possible, right? You can you can do it, and it's going to get easier with time. Once people have seen it, they're not going to want to kind of keep seeing it. Of course, there'll be some people that will, but yeah. As far as as far as merch, when the parade first debuted, we had a, so much cool merchandise. We haven't heard anything from Disney yet if they're going to bring any of that merch and back. I'm shocked, Danny, with Disney 100s merch, we got it like beginning of December or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know. It, Disney 100 merch came out so early, so I'm shocked that we haven't seen um, Magic Happens merch come back yet, um, or you know, even just the merch we already had come back, or even something new that kind of ties it in Disney 100. I, I have a hunch there's going to be zero Magic Happens merch. The only thing, the only thing I was thinking, Mondo, is that they just kind of redo the exact merch they already had, but just slap a Disney 100 logo somewhere on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just put like the the Disney 100 like medallion or logo thing on the actual merch. That would be cool if they put the Disney medallion on the merch. I yeah, like but, but if you think about it, the merch was already purple, purple and gold, which are kind of like some of the yeah. colors that we're seeing for Disney 100. Too. Mm -hmm. A lot of gray tone shirts, things like that. Uh, they had a sipper, they had t-shirts, they had jackets, they had pins. So there was a lot of merch out for this. And Disney lately has really been slacking when it comes to like their entertainment merch. We didn't see anything for Fantasmic when it came back. And we only had a few things for the electrical parade when it came back, like the popcorn buckets. And um, I think that jacket. Um, yeah. But other than that, there really wasn't too much. So 
I'm, I'm hoping that they do have some more magic happen stuff um, to showcase. Maybe a popcorn bucket. The uh, one that I remember dearly saying, how was there not a spirit jersey for magic happen? Yeah, that with the magic happens logo is just so good. It, it would have been oh, perfect yeah. on a spirit. And it would, it's like a big paint stroke. So mm-hmm. like it really would have, it really would have translated well into like a spirit jersey, like puffy paint, you know? So it could have. One thing that I'm still like, I can't get over Danny. And I just, it just reminded me of it right now. Um, when was the time when they had those ears that like Bluetooth and, and, and kind of glowed with the night or is it called glow with the night? Uh, glow with the show. Glow with the show. Yeah. Should have came back because those interacting with wondrous journey, those interacting with Bruno show, those interacting with world of color one, and then those interacting with magic happens at night down main street or just down the whole parade path at night. It'd be beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful, dude. Yeah. You've even got them to interact with the lunar new year. Mulan's procession. I know. It's so funny that you brought that up. Cause that was actually the next thing I was going to talk about, which was, Magic Band Plus interactivity. People had definitely asked me about that. Um, the only thing that Disney's has confirmed publicly is uh, Magic Band interactivity at Mickey's Toontown, at least in some aspects. Um, they did tease it coming to the Disney 100 decorations and statues around the park. So maybe we see some changes coming for that. We haven't seen it just yet. And we saw uh, like speakers going up on the medallions. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a little bit of that in my video coming out. Uh, this weekend as well too Um, but nothing officially announced just yet Um, but then disney also announced that world of color one and wondrous journeys would have interactivity with magic band which it did i've confirmed i've worn it to both shows and it definitely does Um, but we didn't see it for like mondo mentioned um, like the christmas fantasy parade we didn't see it for um uh the uh, what was the other one? Oh, the Mulan's processional uh, yeah. during the Lunar New Year. We uh, And we we want to see it for um, Magic Happens Parade. And, and so far, we haven't seen it for a parade. I don't know if it's just because, like, maybe it's not something they can do on a parade, actually. Like, and only in certain areas for, like, the fireworks and Fantasmic. Well, there it is for Fantasmic as well, too. Yeah, so, Fantasmic has the... the- the interaction with the magic band yeah so i mean i say they they try to bring it for the parade if they can because it's a perfect parade to have a magic band interactivity like you mentioned um it, but it would be cool if you could use those glow with the show ears or glow yeah. with the show paintbrushes it's the year to do it it's yeah the year to do it <laughs> but um yeah so, i mean i don't know i i'm excited to see it come back um i'm gonna try to watch it with mondo twice that day <laughs> if we can on friday yeah, if it doesn't rain is, it's the chef's kiss to disneyland now it really is. yeah it is it's it's gonna be like uh like you had a good day if you saw magic happens praying you, you didn't even have to get on the ride just magic happen <laughs> <laughs> so and i know there's a lot of hype right like a lot of people have hyped it up and some people are saying is it really worth the hype I feel like it is like it, it really is a, a great parade. They knew they had a hit on their hands when it debuted. Um, the, the media loved it. The guests loved it. Um, everyone, no one had really anything bad to say about it. Um, and, you know, not very many people got to see it. Unfortunately, a lot of people had planned trips to see it, but couldn't see it. So starting this Friday, everyone can see it. So, um, you know, it'll be at Disneyland daily. So you don't have to worry about that. You can check the app for the showtimes. There may be some more showtimes on the weekends than there is during the week. Um, but it'll be happening for you 
to uh, see hope, you know, until until Disney says they're not going to do it for a while, which whenever yeah, that's going to be. I wouldn't doubt there is days where they just do it once. You know, yeah, like they do it one time only. Yeah, during the like, Feb- like the rest of Fe- uh, February, you know, during the week in like March, like before spring break and all that kind of stuff. So, but um, that about wraps up this episode. I just wanted to talk really quick about the return of Magic Happens and try to right. answer a few Q and A's before we get out of here, Danny. Just mm-hmm. a couple minutes. You got to talk about the After Dark events. You cannot leave this podcast without talking about that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I figured. I figured everyone. I figured we, the beat the everyone beat the horse with that one. But uh, yeah, so Disney of course did officially announce two more After Dark events. Um, they announced Star Wars Night and um, Throwback Night. Was it called Mondo? Yeah, Throwback Night, and yeah. it, it revolves around fifties and sixties. Yeah, so. Uh, 50s and 60s uh, for Throwback Night, not 80s and 90s. I know a lot of people, my, me myself, were looking forward to having, uh, you know, a 90s night come back to Disneyland. I even talked about it on my Instagram as well. Um, but uh, Star Wars Night returns to Disneyland May 2nd, May 4th, May 8th, and May 11th. So you have four days to choose from. Um, and there is different pricing depending on the day. Um, that you're going you do have early access to the park beginning at 6 p.m just like in the past Um, and depending on the day um, it can go until like midnight or 1 a.m depending on on which day you're going Um, one thing i did think kind of funny mondo is that when they were talking about the different um, things throughout the day the throughout the event for star wars night they didn't list the costume cavalcade which i thought was interesting because i thought that was kind of a, a hit last year um when they had the you know the all the people that were in costume kind of parade down behind mickey and minnie uh and then kind of all joined together for a giant photo in front of the castle and they don't list that as kind of like one of the um the the things that they're going to be doing so i don't know maybe there's some changes you know but do you think we see um you know do they have Rise open this year for once? Uh, no. <laughs> the, uh, they don't list specifically kind of what uh, what attractions yeah. are going to be open. They kept it vague still. Uh, yeah. Maybe there's some surprises. Uh, I, I wouldn't doubt that the Mandalorian has something to do with Star Wars Night. Because he, he's just a very important piece of the puzzle with Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, we, we saw his character, of course, debut at Disneyland. So I'm ass- I can only assume he's going to be part of uh, Star Wars Night this time around. But also, uh, do we see a character like Ahsoka come back? I know there's a lot of controversy around her last time, not being very not being very accessible when she was out um, during the event. Do you think they just kind of forget her altogether? Or maybe more so because she has a show coming out? You never know. I... I would say she comes back, but they really emphasize like you you can meet Ahsoka this year because <laughs> yeah, Star Wars night. Uh, I, I feel like maybe twenty people met her, and that was it. It was just a, who knows what struggle happened behind the scenes with Ahsoka at, at Star Wars night. But uh, she has a huge fan base. People want to meet her. I know people love Ahsoka Tano, and I I, I I thought she was a cool character. Mean Green. I know we didn't get to see her on the ground. She was kind of up on the building. Um, over at the launch bay but it still was cool they kind of gave her like a little entrance uh, on the day that we went so I-, I enjoyed seeing her there so i hope they do bring her back the more special characters the better in my opinion yeah but uh, the next 
other after dark event, like we mentioned, was Throwback Night. That's going to be on just two nights, April 18th and April 20th. So it's happening before the Star Wars nights. Um, and like Mondo said, it's a step back in time to the 50s and the 60s. Um, so you're going to have throwback treats. It's like so things that they would have served inside Disneyland during that time, as well as, um, you know, special meet and greets uh, for kind of old long lost characters. Uh, someone was saying they should do like the way Mickey and Minnie looked back then, but it was kind of scary. <laughs> you <ever looked> it up? <laughs> if you ever looked up what they look like. Do, do you mention a couple things real quick? Uh, throwback night, they were mentioning that they wanted to bring some foods that were very iconic at the 50 and 60s time period of Disneyland. I can't even name one. It's just before my time. Like, I, I have never researched 50 and 60s worth of uh, history of Disney. Yeah, someone was saying they should they should bring back just for those nights the prices that you would have right. had for popcorn and, and you know what? And it stuff would like be that. The best, it'd be the best after dark event ever. Yeah, that, that goes with the full theming, like foods are the same price as the 50s, 60s. Oh, my God. everybody's going to regret not buying a ticket. Oh, I know. And I mean, Mondo, the after dark events that happen over at Walt Disney World for the after hours events, they call them. Um, those are just called like Magic Kingdom after hours. Right. But those yeah. like you include like the drinks and the and everything's included. So like, why can't they just give us like the cheap price just for those two nights, just as a fun little throwback? Yeah. You know, yeah. And it doesn't have to be at everything. It could just be like on bottled soda, popcorn, and and pretzels. Like, you know, just like some of the iconic things. Um, but there's also going to be um, dances throughout the park. Um, you know, kind of the, the theme back then, um, they had date nights at Disneyland, right? Um, they had swing dancing and all that kind of stuff. So I'm sure they're going to bring all that back uh, for this throwback night. And the highlight of the night is the Fantasy in the Sky fireworks, which... Um, first illuminated the parks in 1958. So it was a, it was like the longest running fireworks show at Disneyland. Of course, it had many variations of itself throughout the years um, as it continued to evolve. But like it was originally shown with that song and everything in 58. So um, it's original and they're going to bring a taste of that show back as well, too. Um, and each uh, they specifically mentioned this one's going to have a like an event keepsake. Um, and they, the one for Star Wars night, I don't think we really had a keepsake other than like, um, the photo pass and then like that lanyard. So I yeah. don't know if there's something else. Like I know for like, um, it'd be cool if they do a ticket book, like a, a ticket, B ticket, you know? Yeah. Something like that. Like I was thinking like your, your credential could be like a ticket book or something like that. Oh, that'd be, that'd really be so good. Yeah. So good. I know. You know, if only that, that, that's a very, very good idea. But um, I know for like, um, why, why can't I think of what the Marius Nights? I was like, I can't think of the Christmas oh, one. Marius Nights. We had a necklace with lights on it. Yeah. That was our credential. Yep. So that was kind of a fun little thing. And but... uh, either, I think it was 80s. No, it was 90s night. It was a fanny pack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. AP's got a, a button and a fanny. Or no, AP's got a button and then everyone got a fanny pack. Yeah. So that was fun. That was fun too. Um, and this event um, is uh, also early access to the park at 6 p.m. Um, and then the event starts um, later on. I think it's three hours later um, until 12 or 1 p.m. 1 a.m., excuse me. And um, both of these events that we just talked about, Star Wars Night and Throwback Night, both happen at Disneyland and both also include special fireworks shows. So um, tickets do go on sale, I believe... I have a I have a funny feeling too. Disneyland's like 
if it's not Oogie Boogie, you put that after Dark Event at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. I, no. Just having the fireworks is what makes any of these after dark events great because uh, the Sweetheart Nights had fireworks. Throwback Nights going to have fireworks. Star Wars Nights going to have fireworks. The only one that is not is Princess Night. And, and talk about unknowns. Uh, the second day of Princess Night is still available uh, as of the 19th of February. And that event kicks off March 7th, March 9th. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was literally just about to ask you, are they still available for that yeah, event? still available right now. Danny, you know damn well that should have been an 80s, 90s night. And, and then follow it up with 50s, 60s? Everything would have sold out so fast. Yeah. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I'm trying to find out here when the tickets go on sale. I know I just had that not that long oh, ago. Yeah. Uh, for Magic Key holders, February 21st. That's what it is. February 20- and, it's- and then 23rd is to the public. Yes. Okay, so, yeah, here it is. No earlier than 9 a.m. That's what I want to get. Pacific Standard Time, 9 a.m. So don't think you need to get in queue like at 5 a.m. in the morning or something like that. So I no- would honestly, yeah. The way these queues work, 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> but officially, they're not opening up until um, no earlier than 9 a.m. Uh, like Mondo said, if you have a Magic Key, you can do it as early as February 21st and then 23rd if you are um, general admission and don't have a magic key. But uh, thanks for that little addition, Mondo. I, I forgot to bring that up. Uh, but that wraps up this episode of the 5571 podcast. Uh, if you haven't already, consider subscribing to the podcast. You can do it on any of the platforms that you listen to. Leave a rating, leave a comment. Um, there's definitely... Uh, a lot more content coming with the parade and, and just other things coming with the food and wine festival. So there's going to be a lot to talk about and a lot more future episodes. And I'm going to have a video coming out for an update to Disneyland resort. Uh, so for some more visuals, if you guys wanted to see kind of what the latest beat looked like at Disneyland resort, I'll have that video up on my YouTube channel as well, which is just ask Danny. And then you can follow Mondo at Instagram uh, at the Cali Bay and uh, also on Twitter at the Cali Bay, uh, or is it Five Fires on uh, Twitter? Twitter is, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> you can also follow Mondo on YouTube at Five Fires YouTube, uh, oh, where we Cali do Bay. the Cali, Cali Bay. Bay. Yeah, yeah. So it's the Cali Bay on Twitter and Instagram, and then Five Fires YouTube over on YouTube. Um, and he's got a lot of a lot of content coming, not only out already for Super Nintendo World. If you want to see all that stuff that happened that we talked about earlier in the show. Um, but he's going to have plenty of magic happen stuff coming as well as food and wine in the near future too. So we got an event, him and I planned for that as well with the, with the mixology. So that'll be coming too. (laughs) We're, we're, we're hitting a good, good, uh, we're hitting a good sweet spot going into summer with theme parks. I agree. I agree. Um, but thanks again for listening everyone and we'll see you on the next episode. Have a good day, everybody.